Hey, you're listening to Drawing the Line. I'm Roman McCutcheon. And I'm Brad Reeves. Today we're going to talk about faith and science. And dinosaurs on Noah's Ark. Sure. <laughs> Let's get started. Yeah, that's the start right there. That's, that's how we're, I'm not even taking that out. We're gonna have that. We're gonna. We're, we. I started recording as right before Brad said that. Um, season three, episode three, um, and CRT was great. I think that. I. I mean, I don't think I know. I enjoyed that conversation. It was a conversation that I think is needed. But well, and I thought we had like sort of missed the. Uh, I thought we'd, we we'd sort of because like I talked about. Um, you know, things that just sort of changed since we first started talking about it, where everything's about the Delta variant and about masking and all that. Mm-hmm. But then I, I was texting you earlier this week that the number one podcast in the country right now was our podcast, not our podcast, <laughs> but was, <laughs> was a podcast that NBC is doing um, this uh, story in, in South Lake, Texas, mm. um, that's on critical race theory. Yeah. Like it's, it's on sort of, well, race relations, but it, it really puts a... Um, kind of a spotlight on CRT. So I guess we didn't miss it. We didn't completely no, miss the topic. I would like to say that our podcast brought it trending again. Maybe. But maybe that's what bumped it up. Yeah. So, um, but, you know, interestingly enough, uh, talk about trending. Um, our next topic, we actually ended up talking about kind of organically in my Wednesday night class with the youth group. Oh, I heard about that. I heard um, some rumors about that. Yeah. Faith and science. And I think it was good. I, I think that there was some good conversation and I think it was going to be good conversation now. Um, this is probably the episode that I have done the most like YouTube video watching for (laughs) (laughs) deep research, Uh, um, deep dive. Well, because it's one of those things, like, I gotta be honest, I'm not the biggest reader. Like I don't like just sitting and reading is not my jam all Mm -hmm. the time. Um, I'll do it every now and then spoken like a true millennial. Yeah. Fair. You know what? Give me a, give me an ebook. Uh, (laughs) Um, but, but really though, I, I, I needed to hear people talk about faith and science. Um, and it's interesting because not necessarily faith versus science. We might get into that. Yeah. But we really want to talk about the idea of faith and the idea of science. Right. Are they, are they integrated? Are they, um, are they set up uh, against each other? Just how, how do they work together? Yeah. And, I you know, and we want to talk about this because it's in the air right now and seems to be driving um, a lot of uh, a lot of acrimony out mm-hmm. there. I think within Christianity, within different groups, but also within politics. Uh, so again, I, we're trying to stay consistent here. We're trying to talk about things that we're actually thinking about and talking about and having to deal with mm-hmm. things we're talking about with our spouses, yeah. with our kids, with our friends, things I'm like texting articles to friends about and then commenting on. And, uh, so I wanted to do that cause this is really top of mind for me right now. Yeah. And I mean, and, and to be fair, it, it should be more consistently on the top of people's minds because it's something that we deal with regularly. Um, not necessarily, deal with in a sense of like you're having arguments or that like it's the main part of your day. But I think that, um, Oh, I say we, I'm going to say me as a Christian. I think that it's something that I should be, um, 
I need to be considerate of how other people's view myself, how other people view the world, how other people view the church. And um, the idea of faith and science is a big deal to a whole lot of people. Well, and to be an integrate, a fully integrated human being where you don't just live in these separate spheres where it's like, okay, well, I have my faith my faith sphere yeah. where I go to church and we, I, I've said this before, we, we use church language. We say church words and mm. we do the same church things that we've done for a long time. Yeah. You can have that and then move into this other sphere where, okay, this is where I engage on science and technology and culture and ethics and all these things that's separate from faith. To me, it's, it's important to kind of integrate those together so that when you're having the faith discussions, you're not ignoring the science part and the technology part. And when you're having the science and technology discussions and you're trying to, you know, make decisions about the best way to live, the best way to teach your kids, that you're not ignoring the faith part. Yeah. Right. So that I think that's what we're trying to do is trying to understand and bring those together. And so one thing I think that's important. We've done this before, Roman. I think mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember it was back in season, may have been season one, when we were talking about um, how we viewed scripture and interpreting scripture. Yeah. We were, I think we were talking about like how we were raised mm-hmm. and, and how scripture was presented to us. So I think it might be helpful for you and I in this episode to start off talking a little bit about how we were raised and how science was presented to us largely like as a discipline, yeah. h- how that, how that got, you know, rolled out in our lives. Mm-hmm. And then maybe we can get into maybe how that stayed the same or how that's changed. Uh, you want to do that? You uh, want to yeah. start? I'll, yeah. I'll let you start. Sure. Um, so, you know, if this is your first episode listening to us, thanks. Welcome. I'm glad you're here. But uh, I am currently a youth and family minister uh, grew up going to, um, I was in the church my whole life. My dad has been a minister my entire life. And so that's some context for me, um, just in general. Um, I, I'll say that like in my house, like with my mom and my dad, uh, and I have a younger sister, but she has very little influence <laughs> um, on me anyway. I'm just kidding. I love you, Tessa, if you're listening to this. Um, but if I'm being, if I'm being honest, it wasn't a huge topic of conversation in my house. Okay. Um, with, you know, immediate family, mom, dad, sister. Now, if you were to take that and move it to my mom's side of the family, which is in like Northern rural Alabama, that conversation happened all the time. And it wasn't even necessarily like, Hey, we're going to sit and debate. It's, we're going to sit and we're going to like talk trash about uh, all these scientists and all these people that, and, and this, God, godless scientists, yes, right? Yes, absolutely. Okay. And, and it really, in all honesty, the conversation that I remember the most and I think was probably talked about the most was the, the evolution conversation. Um, that's what they use. That's the conversation. That's the topic that was talked about when the word science was used with right. evolution, um, creation. And it essentially was, you know, I wouldn't, if I didn't come from no monkey blah, you know, like that was, yeah, that's yeah, kind of yeah. how that conversation, I'm not like, I, actually that was a pretty solid impression of one of my cousins. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and, and so like that, 
was a that was always in my head. It wasn't necessarily like a thought process that I held on to because it was uh, just exposure, right? Absolutely, yeah, you were exposed, to, like repeated exposure to this to this idea that science was connected with uh, this this theory in worldview that was completely one hundred percent inconsistent with a belief in God and certainly with the scripture, right? Mm -hmm. With the, with a literal reading of the oh, yeah. creation. Yeah. Yeah. Story. You're, you're yeah. either a Christian or you believe in science. Like that was kind of the thought process. Right. There. And, right. um, and, and, you know, I, that was never something that was like backed up by my mom or my dad. Like we would never, like, I don't ever remember them. Even when we're all like sitting in my grandparents' living room in Alabama, they were never like, chiming in they were never like oh yeah i agree with that um i think maybe my dad every now and then would you know when it got into more of the like um you know creationism kind yeah, of topic yeah. he'd chime in a little bit right um but it was never like us for him which i really appreciate was that it was never like us versus them like yeah. and it, that was never how my dad really approached really anything like that which i appreciate because um i don't i don't really do a lot of that now and i, I it's directly derived from that I think. right right your um, influence he was um he was very impactful in the idea of um this is going to sound maybe the, inclusivity i think yeah. um like being intentional about being okay with people where they are Right. Um, whether you agree or disagree. And so that has had a huge impact on me when it comes to topics like science. Yeah. Um, now, d just drilling down just a little bit further, sure. you know, sort of for your mom's family there, was it because, or and can you remind me, did you, were you a public school early on or private school? I was only public school. Well, okay. I, I may have been private school when I was like in kindergarten, but like, I don't remember. So what about when it came to like formative education? So when you were getting exposed to, so if you're in public school, they were teaching evolution, for instance. So like, mm -hmm. how did that strike? Like if you were learning it in school or at least hearing about it in school, how did that um, rub up against you hearing those things about evolution, you know, from, from your mom's family versus how did that rub up against, you know, sort of how your dad, um, you know, who was a minister mm -hmm. taught about creation. H how did you see those things or how did you, did you integrate those things together or did you look at them as being two separate things? And, and again, I'm, I'm trying to focus on when we were younger. Cause I, I yeah. just, and the reason I'm doing this is not just because you're going to be famous someday and everybody's going to want to know everything about you. Right. It's, it's because I think this is, this is what's formed. Like everybody listening, I think everybody listening was formed in a certain way. Right. So I think maybe by us talking about it, it might help people go back in their minds to think, Oh, okay, well, how, why do I look at science this way? Or why do I look at faith this way? Or why are they kind of set up this way in, in my mind? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think that, uh, I, I never really, as far as what I learned in school, um, I, I was a, my dad was a big, a big teacher of, you know, God is in everything. Um, and so I, I think that maybe I took that mindset into, you know, biology class, chemistry, whatever. Right. And, um, so it's not like rejecting it out of hand cause it was taught to you in a 
secular format, right. but instead it's like, oh, okay, well, if this is it and if it's, if it's true, then God's behind it. Right. You know, and I, that's, that's sort of the way that I would, I never, I never looked at science as they're finding ways to make God not real. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I don't ever remember like, Oh, thinking, that's, I'm glad for that because my, my experience is like the opposite. So I can't wait to like, yeah. sort of talk about the those two but that's that's really i think that's actually good that's yeah i that's good it was and, and i don't like i don't even necessarily know specifically why i mean i i knew that there were there were parts of it that i disagreed with um you know we got into the the big bang a little bit and i was like well, i don't really know that's like i don't you know um but i it, it was never like Oh man, they're, they're sounds suspicious. Yeah, I have they're, questions. They're they're out to get Jesus. Like I never like that was never. I think like I look at it as those people were trying just as hard to prove what they believe is truth as I am trying to you know prove that what I believe is truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not like I hate them. It's not that I think that they hate me. It's that. I don't know, like people sometimes think differently and let's go into those kinds of things with, um, compassion and understanding. And I, and I, and I honestly truly think that like all of that, like that thought process, um, isn't in all honesty, not like super new for me. Not that I think that I was some wise, like 13 year old, but like, that's just like, that's who my dad was. Yeah. And he was just so impactful with, approaching people and things that way that that's just kind of how I, how I just did it. Yeah. And, um, and if I'm being probably too honest, I, um, I don't really know how, how to say that. Like I like the whole like Christian thing, like wasn't that big of a deal for me growing up. Like I loved, I loved Jesus, but I wasn't like active. I wasn't like, yeah, I'm going to go get people for the Lord. You know, I, I wasn't that kid. I wasn't, you know, I, I don't think that like, I mean, I didn't go out and do like crazy things. Um, I wasn't like a, I don't, you know, the crazy things is in like hardcore parties and drugs and all that kind of stuff. When I would, that's what I would assume would be crazy when you're in middle school and high school. Right. Um, and, and so, I, I think that I just like, I was that like lukewarm, like just sit on the fence kind of like, let's just make everybody happy. And, and so I don't know if that also had an impact on my like aloofness. Right. So maybe it just didn't, you just weren't kind of engaged in it because it wasn't like you were in any sort of apologetic discourse with other right. people trying to like win over atheists yeah, in middle school. Yeah. It wasn't, people weren't like, oh, you, if you, you know, Roman, you pick a side, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't yeah, like yeah. that. And so I didn't really have to think about it that hard. It was yeah. just like, okay, I'm going to try to get like a semi-decent grade with doing as little homework as I can. And like, yeah. that's, that was yeah. my approach. Um, yeah. but I, I'm, I'm not like excited and happy about like the whateverness that I had, but I, I, I can appreciate now that like my, you know, at least part of my family wasn't so hardcore about it that it like made me pick a side then yeah which why would i would i would assume now would make me pick one side or even maybe go to the opposite just so that i'm not that side right right it's funny how things work that way right you either sort of double triple down or you just completely rebel yeah to the other side there's there's not much middle ground all right so my sort of origin story is is a little different um 
partly, I mean, so I think we, we grew up in similar families in the sense that, you know, my, my dad was a, a leader in the church and was a, a, a minister um, and a deacon and an elder and kind of all that stuff. Um, but our church had a, um, a church school. And so through kindergarten and all the way up through sixth grade, I went to school where I went to church. And so I think the formative years, and, and then I went to public school for the rest of the time. Right. Right. So from like, you know, sixth through 12th or seventh through 12th grade. So it was really interesting that, I mean, I have these very vivid memories because um, I'm, I mean, I ended up being a lawyer. So right. I, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm all about uh, sort of the, the arguments and the, um, and and sort of the the language that's used, and I'm I'm all about um, just the the rhetoric, the the ways that you that you build up arguments, and the ways that people explain themselves, the positions people take. I was I've always been interested in that, mm-hmm. and so I it was at at my school they were at my my Christian school they were adamant when it came to science that you know was always with a quote unquote biblical worldview where it just right out of the gates it's like science is just dead wrong right so like when it comes to the age of the universe when it comes to the age of the earth science is just dead wrong doesn't matter if 99.5% of scientists agree that the earth is not 6,000 years old, six to 10,000 years old or whatever. It doesn't matter. They all got it completely wrong. It doesn't matter what you've heard about, um, you know, origin of species and, and evolution. It's all completely wrong. And it, it went beyond just the fact that science in all these different areas uh, was wrong. Mm-hmm. It went beyond that. It was like, oh no, and we're going to give you some, I guess, ammunition <laughs> to so that if you're ever confronted with somebody who does believe that science is true, like read the rest of the world or or I guess any it was kind of set up oppositionally where it's like, okay, well, there's Christians who don't believe in in science. Right. And then there's everybody else who does. But it's like they were gonna give us this, you know, quote unquote scientific information to combat it and and to say things like, oh well, you know, carbon dating is a flawed technology, or you know, it because in, in Genesis chapter uh, six, we have the flood. The flood actually caused all the, um, you know, caused all these uh, these changes in in the structure of matter. So that that's what threw off all the carbon dating. So that's why you know the Earth looks like it's hundreds of millions of years old, and that's why the right. universe looks like it's thirteen point eight billion years old, but it isn't really. Yeah. Or there were even these other, and, and so I was getting this in school. Like this mm-hmm. was getting taught to me during the school day. Wow. That's and, crazy. Well, it's it, but it, I mean, I say that. I mean, that was 30, 30 35 years ago. But um, you know, th- there are still. I'll, I'll soften what I was going to say and say this: there are still Christian schools who have curricula that do the exact same things today, mm. right? That will say things like, "Well." dinosaurs yeah you can go to the natural history museum you can see the bones and you could but the dinosaurs uh you know they they would throw out a different theories like well the dinosaurs were actually god did create the dinosaurs and they were around with people 
Yeah. And so the, the the science that would tell you that the dinosaurs were actually, you know, 40 or 50 million years ago or, or 70 or 80 million years ago, that's just flawed. They were with people. In fact, if at the um, at the Ark, the Ken Ham's Ark and mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, Ken Ham, one of the ways he has tried to, I guess, integrate the science with the faith is, you know, they have, um, you know, pictures and exhibits of like kids playing with like baby, baby T-Rex. Right. Because... That's how, because the, if the Earth's only, if your view, your literal reading of Scripture is that the Earth's only six thousand years old, but the T Rexes had to exist at some time, they must have existed with people, right? Since everything, since all animals and people were created on the same day, mm-hmm. uh, on the sixth day. So, um, anyway, I, I could go, Roman, I could go on and on and on, but you know, so there were all these ideas, or sometimes that were a little bit different notions that were like, okay, well, the reason why the dinosaur fossils are in the ground is not because dinosaurs ever actually existed. It's because God wanted to test people's faith. Yeah. Have you heard that one? I've heard before? that one. I've heard that like there were like men who also planted them there too. And I was like, okay. Whatever. Right. Or, or like that the earth, the earth isn't really 13.8 billion years old or, or the, the universe and the earth isn't, you know, hundreds of millions of years old. It's actually, they were all created with the appearance of age. So God created them in such a way that to all scientific principles and testing and analysis, it would look to be millions of years old, yeah. but that was only to really test people's faith. The true Christians would believe the literal reading of scripture in that the earth was only six to 10,000 years old. But the people who were sort of swept away by science would, would look at the, would look at all the scientific uh, evidence and would say, oh, okay, well, the earth is millions of years old, billions of years old. They would reject faith. They would reject God. They would reject creation. Right. Okay. I know that was me saying a lot and just going off. You're good. I understand. But so that was my formative upbringing. And I mean, what my parents taught me was, was helpful for me. They weren't beating on me on this stuff at home, yeah. but I think it was probably just more of the way that I was wired as a kid. I was like, okay, all this was sort of getting fed into my brain. And then at some point I went to public school and all these, you know, terrible godless theories that I'd been heard that would be coming at some point. Then I started to to actually have them taught to me. Right. And then in my brain, I had to decide what to do with that. Yeah. And I guess, you know, depending on what kids get when they go to Sunday school or whether they go to a Christian, you know, like a private Christian education or whether they're taught at home, I think at some point, most kids, unless they're just completely cloistered and, I mean, maybe just stay within Christian circles and... And, and never branch out, they're going to be confronted with science and they're going to have to make decisions about what to, you know, what to, what to think about science. Yeah. Well, and I don't quite understand the hostility that comes from that. I mean, they're, they're like people. Well, the, the hostility, when you say you don't understand the hostility, the the hostil you're talking about the hostility of those sort of counter arguments like the the rejection of science you don't understand sort of the fire behind the rejection right of science yeah I don't understand it because like that the way that um, Christians come at other people like that isn't even biblical like that's not even a like the way to come well at it's, cer- somebody it's certainly like not is- it's certainly not helpful I think you and I would agree that it's not like 
right. productive. I mean, I mean, absolutely not. No, I mean, it doesn't. I, in what like, who has ever been into in, in any relationship where like the words "calm down" has ever made anything any better? And it's like the same idea. Yeah, yeah that's you that's know? a good point. It's the same yeah. thought, and so we get so fired up about something that we believe in, which I'm like, cool. Have have like, I'm I I'm glad you have faith. Like I'm, I'm, I appreciate the fact that you believe in something incredibly like strong. I'm there for that. That's fantastic. But like, why that? Is that what you're going to, you know, is that where you hold your last stand? I mean, is that, is that what matters is why is that the thing that is so nearest? Well, I think that's what we were. I think we said that last week, we started to talk about that with faith last week where, the view is that if you give on any of these issues, like if you give on dinosaurs or you give right. the, the other thing at the kit at the ark. Um, um, in fact, I, one of my colleagues who went there, took her, her family there um, to check it out. She was talking about how, you know, you had uh, Noah and his wife, then you had Shem, Ham, Japheth and their wives. So there's eight people on the ark. So in their depiction of, of Noah and his wife, and then the boys and the, or the sons and their, their wives, they are all different races. Oh yeah. And the and the, they all have the different racial features. That makes sense. I wish we sense. could have, we should have this we should have this on camera, Roman, because your face <laughs> when I said that was so good. Uh, <laughs> your face was perfect, just man. Just like uh, we need some 4K. We need to see that right, that view right. in 4K. Maybe. No, but they were so all different races because again, to integrate like the science or not the science, just the reality of we see all these different you know, racial groups across the world. Yeah, yeah. If everybody came from those eight people, then we need to have all races somehow represented within those eight people. Um, so there's, it's, it's sort of an effort. It's an effort to integrate, mm-hmm. but by integrating in such a way, and by the way, there's absolutely zero to get back to biblical. There's absolutely zero biblical support for the idea that, Oh, those yeah. eight people on the ark somehow reflected the racial right. diversity of of what we see in the entire world. <laughs> so it's honestly, it's honestly laughable. Like, <laughs> I just they're the same family. Like what? <laughs> I don't. Okay, and so, well, I mean, I I think it's laughable that the that the dinosaurs lined up and got into the ark too. I, I mean, there's so many things that are that to me are. I mean, I would say it is laughable. It's funny. That's one way to process it. But I think it's also just kind of sad. I mean, it, sure. I think it's sad in that for for kids that are raised to to believe that or, or to believe that that's reality and then to reject science, it not only makes me worried for them sort of long term, but it makes me worried um, not just that they will, it will t- cause them to reject faith ultimately, right. but it actually, I'm almost more worried if they don't reject faith and they sort of keep that kind of a view yeah. that would reject reality, mm-hmm. you know, or that would reject sort of clear science. And this is probably what I think is maybe the mo- the the part of this debate or discussion, that this whole science versus faith thing that drives me the most crazy, Roman. And it's that I feel like that Christians will reject science, certain science, sure. certain science, right? Yeah. But any science or technology that sort of helps them, I mean, if it gives you the technology for your iPhone or for your car or for, or, or for medical advances that you want to take advantage of or... Yeah. If it's any of those things, it's fantastic. Right. But if it doesn't line up with 
you know, a, a particular view, and that may be a narrow view, mm -hmm. then you have to wholesale reject it and sort of and call into question the faith uh, yeah. of, of, of the scientists or... Well, here, I, to, you know, to just add on top of that, I think that um, I'm not, this is not a COVID-19 conversation, but the things that I see often about that is, well, I don't know what's in the vaccine, you, you know, I, and those are the questions that are asked, okay? that I, hear, I see that question all the time. And you know what? That's a fair question. I'm okay with people asking that question and wanting to know more about what's in the vaccine. That's fair. Scientists would say, good job, ask those questions. Right. But when a scientist asks questions like that about your faith, you lose your mind. And it, they, and, but like people can't handle that. Like you expect people oh, to that's answer. that's interesting. Yeah, people like, people yeah. expect, you know, you know, as Christians, we expect you to answer, you know, our questions, but then when the role is reversed, we're like, well, it's faith. Listen, you're going to need to give me more than faith. Like, and I'm a Christian. Yeah. Like, and don't get me wrong. I can, I can give you more than faith because I've spent time studying and I've spent time not only in scripture, but in letters and like physical evidence. Yeah. And, and that's okay, but you have to be okay with people asking you questions and questioning your beliefs. Because you do the same thing with their science. Yeah, and I was—we were talking right before um, you pressed record about you know we were talking about doing research. I was doing um, you know kind of like I've been doing recently. I've I've tried to listen to other um, voices that I know I'm probably not inclined to agree with. Right. And so I was listening to some apologetics voices that were just like you said, when they were sort of setting up, um, they, they were, they were setting up like Richard Dawkins, Christopher Hitchens, some of these famous atheists mm -hmm. and playing clips from them and then sort of attacking them. But what they were, what they were, um, invoking as sort of their basis for authority is they were saying, look, uh, Jesus, you know, uh, my, my, uh, my position is based on Jesus and, and I have authority based on Jesus. And I was listening to that and I thought, this is nonsense. Like I get that you're a Christian. Jesus is at the center of your identity. Right. But when you're trying to, if you're actually trying to have a thoughtful exchange with somebody or communication, if you invoke Jesus, why is that any different than them invoking anybody else? Right. It, it, yeah. I mean, they, they obviously don't have that belief. So I, I'm just want to yeah. emphasize what you're saying, which is, I think we need to be ready. You know, if we're, if we're going to be questioning science, we need to be ready for science to, to question faith yeah. as well. And not, and not respond with, you know, like I said, hostility earlier or because that's not, that's not what Jesus says to do. Right. Um, just generally in general, yeah. I mean like, so the, the theme for the youth group, the rest of the year is be kind from Ephesians four thirty two. be kind, compassionate and forgiving. Okay. Um, more often than not, when conversations like this happen and it's between two people that like are just on opposites into the spectrum, it's like worst case scenario, right? Right. Right. Um, it ends up being you, neither person is really that kind or compassionate and then they leave and they're not forgiving either. And as a Christian, that's your responsibility. Yeah. That's not necessarily theirs. 
That's not the expectation that you can have for them, especially if they don't believe what you believe. Yeah. And so it may not seem fair, but that doesn't mean it's any less truth, right? And so because you get into conversations about science and you're like, well, you know, and, and I'll be the first to admit that I don't, I have nowhere near enough time put into studying the idea of creation and how evolution and God can potentially work together. I'll, I'll tell you, I, I don't have the answers. I really don't. Right. But what I can tell you is that I can sit there and listen to Brad and, or I can listen to, you know, Stephen Hawking, or I can listen to, you know, any, you know, any apologetics guy or whatever. And with the same mindset of, okay, I'm just here to find the truth. Yeah. And, and that I think is important. Well, I think one of the things that you're not doing that I, I, I believe we have identified as something problematic. I, I mean, I, I feel like this is what happened to me in my formative years is that science was set up as an enemy. Yeah. Right. So science was set up as an enemy. I, I now, again, I pointed out the irony that we were fine with relying on science when we, when it helped us, yeah. when it was a tool for us. But science, generally speaking, whenever science would question, usually it ended up being literal uh, interpretations of Scripture, very literalistic um, interpretations of Scripture, particularly early on in the Scriptures, that science became the enemy. And then, you know, what, what happens when you create an enemy, then you sort of see everything through that lens where you then... Well, let's put it this way. Anytime science comes up, you, you brought up coronavirus, right? Well, I did. A anytime science... I didn't bring it up. Yeah. You brought it up. <laughs> anytime science comes up as a reason for doing something, I wonder, I wonder if Christians, some Christians sort of retreat back to, oh, wait, science is the enemy. Yeah. Now, again, science isn't the enemy if you're talking about the internal combustion system, right? right? If you need to drive or if you're taking the train or you're taking an airplane to go on vacation or all these different things or, or for your iPhone or for your, um, you know, for your Bluetooth, you love all those inventions. You love the way science works and how it's yeah. taught us all these things. But whenever you need to use it in your back pocket, you can play this card that science is the enemy. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, I, I just, I've been increasingly convicted by that, that I wonder if this, this distrust of science from like the cradle for a lot of folks, it sounds like, you know, you didn't get it as much at home, but maybe from some family members, yeah. I got it a ton in school, not actually so much in church, mm -hmm. um, but, but in the church school or in the Christian school, I got it a ton that maybe this sort of creeps out whenever there would be other reasons, other political reasons, other cultural reasons, sociological reasons, why we might want to reject science, whether that has to do with masks or vaccines or whatever. Yeah. We might say, well, wait a second. I've got real questions about that science. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm not sure about those scientists. You can't really trust those scientists. And you almost retreat back into that, that mindset. Yeah, well, and, and like I said, I don't, I don't have a problem with questions. I think that as Christians, we should ask more of them, in my personal opinion, um, about our own faith, about 
what's taught in our churches. And I'm saying this as a minister. Yeah. I think we should, I mean, and, and, but like, that's never really a thought, which is kind of weird to me that like when it comes to something that's a little bit foreign, you're like all the questions in the world. But when it comes to something that you do on a weekly basis, you're like, nah, whatever, here we go. We're just, yes. The the questions are sort of convenient. I agree with you that I think questions are, are helpful and good. I guess I'm more thinking about times when we use that as a way to just dismiss science from the equation or say, well, you know, we still have questions about that. Um, and, and usually those questions are coming from people who are untrained, who are not scientists themselves, who are not doctors, you know, who, who are not researchers. Um, you know, Roman, do you think, I know we've been talking a long time, we're probably going to have to keep this going because there's a lot, there's a, I know there's a lot more to talk about. Yeah. But do you think that a lot of this really comes back to, again, the topic that I think we handled, <laughs> uh, I say handled, we didn't exhaust it, <laughs> but that we talked about in the, in the very first season. Does it really come down to what we see the Bible as doing? Like, like is the Bible there? Is the Bible there to make scientific and technological claims? Like, is that the purpose of the scripture? Is the scripture there to make scientific claims, to teach us science? Is the Bible the first, is the Bible a science textbook? And I, I sort of asked that run sure. of questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't really think that it is. Mm-hmm. I'm just spoiler right. alert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think that it is, but I think a lot of people use it that way or are trying to use it that way. And maybe that's where it becomes bastardized right. because you're trying to take like a square peg and fit it in a round hole. Mm-hmm. If you're taking something that was, it's like taking a car manual and, and saying, and trying to use it to answer questions of philosophy. It was never meant to do that in the first place. Right. right, like for, from the get-go, the car manual was never going to teach you um, uh, about philosophical yeah, thought. Right, right, right. But but for because the Bible, I guess, informs our worldview, we think it, it, well. Conser- conservative readings of the Scripture, we believe that maybe it should, even if it doesn't. It's almost like we believe that it should. How does that strike you, or what do you think about that? You know, I. That's one of those statements that I think rides a fine line because, and I'm not saying that because I disagree with you. I'm not like, if you were to ask me a a science question, I'm not going to open my Bible. Um, But to be fair, if you were to ask me a Bible question, I might not open my Bible. I might open Google for both of those. Um, (laughs) But... Um, fun fact, Google knows a lot about the Bible too. You should check it out. Um, but, but if we started going through a list of science, if we started talking about dark matter, if we started talking about quantum physics, oh, we right. start talking about DNA, we, let's even start talking about the human reproductive system. Let's start talking about, um, like in vitro fertilization. Let's start talking about stem cells. Let, I mean, I could go on, I could go on for the next 10 podcasts yeah. listing topics that, I'm not sure that the Bible says anything about any of them. Now, are these are there in the Bible broad overarching concepts that somehow may may, you know, some some of these scientific concepts may fall under their umbrella? Maybe, but I don't think that means that the Bible is was meant to deliver scientific fact to us. 
Right. Okay, I see what you're saying. You yeah, see what yeah, I'm yeah. saying? Like, like that the purpose of the scripture from the writers or, or whether you think it's the Holy Spirit or, or whatever it is, that the main purpose was not to deliver scientific fact. I mean, one great example of this, which we've talked about before, is the you know, geocentric versus heliocentric view of of the of the right. universe, yeah. right? Where, you know, people thought the the, the Catholic Church, the, the universal church thought at the time, you know, prior to Galileo, they believed that the Bible that was biblical that the earth was at the center of everything. And then there were layer, you know, there the plant, the sun, the moon, they were going around us because guess what? If you look outside, what do you see? You see the sun moving around and mm-hmm. it comes up the other side. Then it comes up the other side again. And the moon does the same thing. Yeah. It all makes sense. Yeah. But then when Galileo and, and others determine, wait a second, there's this retrograde motion of the planets. Uh, maybe the sun is actually at the center and they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I mean, the Catholic church, they, they, tried Galileo because it's like, wait, yeah. wait, you're decentering our whole worldview, our scientific, your science doesn't agree with the biblical worldview that people and, and the, and the earth are at the center. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I, I like we, I guess my point is we, it was, it was 500 years ago, but we've been down this road before. Oh yeah, absolutely. We've been down this road before where something is seen to be biblical and, and then you know science proves that it's just dead wrong, mm-hmm. and and you can go to the script. I mean, there were scriptures they were relying upon to show that the Earth was at the center of. Our, the, I mean, they didn't even know about the universe. They were just talking about the solar system, right? Right. Yeah. But there yeah. were scriptures they were relying upon, um, because I think, unfortunately, they were trying to use the Bible as a scientific textbook, and and I'm right. just not. Again, I'll say it again. I'm not sure it functions very well that way. Yeah. Well, and and I think that as we are going to start wrapping up, um, I I think that at least we're going to say this is a part one because there's a whole lot more to say. I think that you know, as we start to wrap up this episode, what I think the the point of, I think at least I'll say what I what I what I hope we got across was you know people have their views for reasons. And some of those reasons are how they were raised. Some of those reasons are, you yeah, know, that's the, a good point. The, the influence that, you know, came from, you know, the people around them, where they live. Um, you know, th- that is a that that is a reality. And, and I and, there, and there's always an exception to the rule. But I would say that for the most part, people don't hold those views just in spite of of everyone around them. It may be for a couple people that they didn't really like, but I think that for the most part, if we're talking about faith and we're talking about science, I don't, I don't like believe in what the Bible says because some of it may disagree with science. I don't like believe in some of this science because it is, you know, for some people, the opposite of scripture, you know, that's not how I go about doing these things. And so I I think for me, what matters a lot in conversations like this is how you approach the situation with understanding of who's on the other side. And that is a human being. Yeah. And, and, you know, greatest commandment here, you love yeah. God, and then you love that human being on the other side of the argument who that you know 
you're never going to give up, right? And so that has to be at the forefront. And it may not necessarily be at the forefront of, of, of who they are and what they believe, but it's your job, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I care about that a lot. And so that may, that may not be like the end all be all this conversation, right? but I want to make sure that that is said at least out loud once. Yeah, I, th- I, I appreciate that. So here's another verse too, which I think this verse can kind of cut both ways. I think it both reinforces what you said, but I think it also can be problematic when used in a certain way. And that's Ephesians 6, 12. Um, and and this, this verse comes up a, quite a bit when you get into these apologetic debates. And that's, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. So I think, you know, to, again, to backstop your first point, when we're in these discussions with people, you know, they're, they're not the enemy. Right. Those people are not the enemy. Right. Those people are image bearers of God, regardless of whether they're atheists or agnostics or other Christians that have views we think are totally wacky. Yeah. Right. So those people are not the enemy. But I think that sometimes maybe what will happen with the second part of this verse when you start talking about you know the the dark this we almost need to play like really intense music some Hans Zimmer. I know. I know, we want to get right? some Hans yes. Zimmer going on in the background. Love some some dark night. Some Inception. Some the, the, against the powers of this dark world, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. I feel like what will happen is that sometimes maybe as a Christian, when you're trying to find ammunition, you will use that second part of the verse and sort of ascribe it to whatever thing you disagree with. So right. it's the scientists or it's the science. You know, oh, well, the, the, this theory of evolution is part of the dark realm. It's part of the dark oh, yeah. powers. And, and guess what? Our colleges and our universities are are teaching all of that stuff. And maybe that's kind of a little bit of what you got. You know, it's, oh, this stuff about, you know, you came from monkeys or, or whatever. That's all just evil yeah. infiltrating, um, you know, the system. Um, so I, I want to go back to something we said as we wrap up here. Um, and then maybe we can chart a course for, for part two. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go back to something we said in the CRT uh, episodes. And that was, if something is true... Like if something is a true, actual historical fact, then to me, as somebody who has a a worldview where I accept the divine and I accept uh, God's existence and and presence and and power and all those things, if it's true, it's true. If it happened, right. it happened. Okay, and so to me, back to your point about God sort of being in everything and the umbrella over everything, if it happened, God was a part of it. Right. Right. And so to me, if we as Christians um, and we as, as followers of the divine, if we start rejecting things that are in reality, to me, we're also rejecting God. Now, where I think this gets really interesting, and maybe we can get into this next week, is that what if we run into things that when you read them literally in a certain way in Scripture, they seem to run counter to reality as we know it from science, from history. What happens when those things rub up against each other? Do we have to reconcile them? That's what most people do. They try to, they find a way to reconcile them um, in favor of one or the other. 
Um, do we have to reject one or do we reject one partially? So I think even though we didn't get to talk about it in detail, maybe, maybe we talk some about the creation story next time and about how we, we read that and how science maybe impacts our processing of stories like the creation story. I mean, we talked a little bit about the flood and Noah, um, but then, uh, you know, hopefully we end up getting back around to what you're talking about, which is how do we, how do we communicate with other people? Yeah. How do we communicate with other groups? How do groups communicate with each other when it comes to these issues of, of science and faith? Email. Um, Email. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was a really lame joke. Um, I, and, and I, you know, be careful that we don't all become like Bobby Boucher's mom. You know, that foosball is from the devil, right? I yeah. mean, like, I know that that's like, a, that's a joke, but like, it's also like, you can easily come off that right. way, right? Just like playing cards or mixed no. bathing. Just, just, I do all these yes. callbacks, man. Yeah, it's, well, hey, um, I mean, I, I think that, this was good. I think it was a great start. I think maybe people have an understanding of where we're coming from, why we're saying some of the things that we're saying. Yeah, we, I mean, we did a lot of, of backstory, origin story stuff, but yeah. we'll maybe get even more into discussing yeah. uh, next time. Yeah, a little bit, little, dive a little bit deeper into um, maybe more specifics um, instead of just so, some overarching themes here. But hey, thank you guys so much uh, for being with us this week. I uh, really look forward to next week um, and uh, hopefully we'll be with you guys there is that what, how does that what do i say i don't even like how does that work? i don't know well let, let me just say one last thing i know you're oh, yeah. totally wrapping and I'll, I'll wrap up but I, one thing i definitely want to talk about next time is there are tons of christians out there who i think amazingly integrate this science and faith there are yeah. a number of of christian uh scientists and if you go back to if you go back to scientists in 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 hundreds of years ago all the scientists were Christians because because you couldn't get any funding if you were an atheist. That's just kind of how it worked. You couldn't have patronage, yeah. right? If you were if you didn't believe in God. So, I mean, there. That's what I definitely want to get into that next time too. Is to talk about how you know that science doesn't have to be the enemy. But yeah, I think there's there's a lot more, definitely a lot more for us to talk about. Oh, this is the other thing I was going to say. Please. Uh, share our podcast with other people. If you found this yeah. interesting, please like share it to some share it with somebody who you think might uh, find this engaging. And hey, rate us, leave us a comment, let us know what you think. Yeah, yeah. I but mean, only like... if it's five stars and very, very <laughs> complimentary. <laughs> yeah, sharing is in all honesty like the best way to do it. I mean, like Facebook, Twitter. I don't. Just forward Instagram. it. Press the thing. Share this with somebody yeah. else. Um, you can text it to other people, I guess, too. I mean, you get, there's I a lot of options here. That. But, like, yeah, I mean, it would it helps us out a lot. Really, Even like, though that technology is of the devil, we just, <laughs> we're trying to use it for a good purpose. We're trying yeah. to flip it on its head. Absolutely. All right. Well, hey, thank you guys so much. And uh, we'll be with you guys next week. Have a blessed day.